got an idea for something you want to hear on the show, email us directly at tips at infendo.com and get your suggestions in today. If you like cartoony Italian plumbers, you're in the right place. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello and welcome to Infendo Radio. We are the Infendo Radio crew, minus Justin. He's not here with us tonight. His power went out, so that was fun. But that's okay. I have with me tonight, Stephen. How are you doing tonight? I still don't have a voice. I'm sorry. I'm coughing and I'm not sleeping, and so I've got attitude tonight. So God help you, Eugene. <laughs> also, my microphone Pika is very help. loud. I'm going to adjust that. Pika, help us all. Um, how are you doing tonight, Lucas? Well, I do have a voice. I'm not coughing. I am sleeping. And as far as I'm aware, I don't have an attitude, but we can see how the night takes us. So that could change. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, then, yeah, we are ready to rock and roll. Like I said, we are missing Justin, but that's okay. He might be joining us later on if his power ever comes back. But... After this break, we have a special announcement for you, so we will be right back. Did you know that Infendo Radio is supported by viewers like you? You can go to patreon.com slash infendo radio and throw us a few bones. All right, we're back. It is time for Steve to talk to us about what he's got planned for Infendo, because let's be honest, he's been the Infendo daddy the last couple of months, and I appreciate it. All right, guys, the big announcement is here. Um, Patreon is something that I'm very passionate about, and as a listener of many podcasts and as a member of another Patreon myself, I felt like we weren't offering you guys enough value, enough bang for your buck. So I took it upon myself, with a little bit of help from a friend of mine, um, and I decided to go ahead and revamp the Patreon a little bit. So I just want to very quickly go through that with you guys. And if you guys want to see it in a little bit more detail, I'll put something up on infendo.com and make sure that you guys know when that is. Um, First thing I want you to understand is those of you that are subscribed, there is only one of you that is going to have to uh, resubscribe to your tier. It's not like last time we revamped it where everybody had to re-decide what tier they want to be a part of. Um, As long as you're not a member of the $4 tier. um, So Robert Gagnon, I'm sorry, you are going to have to change your tier to make sure you still get a reward from us but uh if you need help reach out to me on that but the majority of the tiers are actually not changing there's just a couple that are going to be deleted um our one dollar tilt our one dollar tier excuse me is still going to be shout out featuring mr dream um we didn't want to change that we thought it was working very well we've got quite a few people that are at that that we didn't want to you know mess up so the one dollar we're leaving it we're leaving it alone um, the $2 tier actually changed, what was it, guys, last week or the week before? I don't remember. Um, it was the week before? I can't remember. Recall. I can't really but remember. But yeah, so, so that one has already changed. It used to be Elite Beat Agents, and that was where you got your um, suggestions in for Nintendoons. Since we only do Nintendoons a couple times a month, we wanted to make sure that we weren't... Um, taking anything from the $2 tier, so we've changed that tier already to Swanky's Bonus Bonanza. Um, So for $2 or more per month, um, basically you get to put in your suggestions for all of our weekly game segments. 
Um, so yeah, um, so look for those posts. They are going up regularly. Um, in fact, I've already got most of them scheduled out. Just ignore my bad English for those of you that saw this week's. Um, and then, of course, you still get the shout-out at the end of the month. Um, for our $3 tier, that is still hit the question block. And at the $3 level, you do still get the $2 and the $1. This is where it gets interesting. Um, the $4 and $5 tiers used to be our early access tiers to the bloopers, to the early birdo, that kind of thing. Um, those are a lot of work. So we actually upped those to a different tier. But what we did instead was we took everybody votes and brought it down. So now for $5 a month, you get the everybody votes channel. Um, so that means that one, two, three, four, there's about half of you guys that get access to the everybody votes channel now. So that way we can have more than just three people voting on the polls every month. And I apologize for not doing one in April. That was my bad. But starting May 1st, we will have a new one for you guys. So, um, yeah, so $5 a month gets you access to everybody votes and everything before it. Um, $10 or more a month, and this is where I think that a lot of you guys are going to be rather interested. $10 a month is our new early access tier, so that gets you access to what was formerly known as Early Birdo and formerly known as um, Our Bodies Were Not Ready, um, and that's basically our early access feed. Um, there is a bonus. We are looking at doing bonus episodes every month um, once we hit certain goals or milestones, and those bonus episodes are also going to go out for all of you $10 subscribers. So if you're interested in getting more of the four of us, um, that's where you want to go is your uh, $10 level. And at the $10 level, and this is one of the things I really wanted to stress to you guys, at the $10 level, you get roughly 75% of everything we are offering on Patreon. So you're getting, you're getting a shout out every month. You're getting access to Swanky's Bonus Bonanza, Question Block, um, Everybody Votes, and all of the bonus content for 10 bucks a month. Most podcasts char are charging um, $20 to $50 for that kind of access. We're giving it to you for only 10 so I, I mean, think you'd that's... be losing money if you didn't subscribe to our show. Yeah, it's a really cool tier. Um, next tier, for $20 a month, you become a producer for um, Infendo Radio. And we already have, if, if the current people keep their um, pledge or, you know, their contributions where they are, we already have three producers starting May 1st. Um, so the new producer level, what we're going to do, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to give you access to our weekly show notes on Google Drive. Um, so that means you're going to be able to comment on our show notes, make suggestions, and we will take all that feedback in. And, you know, we'll still kind of have final say on what actually makes it on the show. But if you guys have a good idea for something and toss it in our show notes, it will be considered because you guys are our producers. You guys are giving us $20 a month, and we want to make sure your voice is heard. Um, that's also because you have access to the show notes. The second that our Zoom link goes live to jump on what would be known as the Hunter's Hub right now, you get access to that as well. And for producers, we are going to 
give you a weekly shout out at the beginning of every show. So every week we are going to say, hey, the Infendo Radio Show is produced by the following people, and we are going to list you guys off every single week. Um, and because you're producers, you know, just like now, if you are a producer at that level now, you can technically use that as a job reference, uh, you know, as a thing on your resume. You can use it as a job reference, um, you know, whatever. And we are also going to be making you a custom producer shirt that I think we're going to do um, after three consecutive months of, you know, of producer patronage. So if you were to join, you know, basically May 1st when we're going to launch this in so if if you're there for May, June and July in August, you're going to get a custom producer shirt that you actually can't buy from our merch store. And we're going to make those and get those mailed out to you guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. And then a goal that we have for the producer level is once we hit five producers, we're going to give you a bonus episode uh, once a month. Once we hit 10 producers, we're going to give you two bonus episodes a month. And those aren't going to be full episodes of Infendo Radio proper. They may be me and Lucas talking about a CD that we're listening to. Or it may be um, Eugene and maybe somebody that he knows discussing 3D printing. Or, you know, something just completely random from us. It may be a recording of one of our game nights that, you know, we often do behind the scenes. Um... But yeah, and we're going to put those out once a month for you guys. Um, and then our top tier, the final tier that we're doing, is the Lost Ranger tier. Um, this one is to people that are going to, they're willing to part with $50 a month to keep the show going. Um, in addition to everything you get at the previous tiers, we're going to let you appear on one show a month. Then because of that, we have to have a limit of 10. Because if we do more than two guests an episode, it's going to get really ugly really quick, and we want to make sure we're still delivering you a quality episode. Um, we're also going to give you access to the same Discord that our site writers get access to, and the same one that we use every day, the four of us, to keep in touch with ourselves. But there are just you know two or three channels locked that we have to have just you know that we just have private Infendo stuff stored in. But there it's is a the, special. It's got Discord. all the booby picks in there. Yeah, yeah, you need to pay $1,000 a month to get access to those. Mm. So if you want to do that, go for it. Um, also, after three months at this tier, we're going to let you host the segment of, uh, a segment of your choosing. So when I reach out to you to see what episode you want to be on, um, we're going to let you host a segment if you want. If you want. If you don't, you don't have to. It's a perk. You can take it or leave it. Um, and then after one month of being a Lost Ranger we are going to have a, another special shirt for you. So, um, yeah, so the plan for this is to go live on May 1st because we have some stuff we need to do behind the scenes for it. But we just want to make sure that you guys are getting a good value for your money. Um, you know, because if you're going to invest in the show, we want to make sure we're giving back to you guys. Awesome. I think we also, as part of this, we've uh, kind of had a few contests going, and I think one of them you're ready to announce here as well, mm -hmm. right, Steve? Yes, we are. Um, I announced at the beginning of the month, and then I completely forgot to say anything about it the rest of the month, but <laughs> I did announce that we are giving away a copy of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse unopened for Switch from Limited Run Games. So Eugene is going to tell us live on air 
who our winner is, and we're going to get this out to you. And our entrants yeah, it- were Andy Searson, Phantom, and Sky Pharaoh. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just going to turn on my screen here. Just a nice little random picker here. Um, nothing fancy, but we're going to pick a winner right now. Our winner is... Sky Pharaoh! Nice! Nice! So, Sky has won the game. We will get into contact with you um, here, you know, off air, and we'll get it shipped out to you. Congrats, Sky. Good job. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Well, let's roll right into our next segment then, um, because it is time to play the Wheel of Fendo, or... Um, I guess we, what, what are we calling it this week? The Infendo Shuffle. It was some called us, the Wheel of Some Fendo. of us want to call it the Infendo Shuffle. We're still branding. We'll get to <laughs> it. Yeah. We're, we're working on this. This is the year that Infendo becomes great again. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. And just like so, that, we're done. Um, so, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to spin the wheel here, and we're going to decide what topic we're going to discuss here in the next. I'm uh, terrified. <laughs> we're gonna see this see what topic we're discussing here um so let's spin it i'm not gonna read them all because i can't really see it's kind of small but here we go these always really scare me because i have no idea what we're gonna be talking about <laughs> i wrote the topics but i've already forgot what they are yep. so i also have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure that we got the wheel on the actual Twitch stream, which we do at this point. So let's go into the settings and spin this puppy. Sorry, it's taking a little long here. (laughs) All right, here comes that that wheel oh it hasn't been spinning i'm sorry <laughs> no i'm i'm watching tell it me right when, now okay oh it's still not spinning okay yeah just keep it there steve and i can see when it's spinning and i can make the sounds all right so we're talking about the most bonk what have we got so uh, it's our most wanted third-party Switch game is going to be our topic for this week, and that's actually a pretty good one. Um, I'm going to start because my most wanted third-party Switch game is actually a rumor right now. With as much as freaking Lucas has been dog. talking about Persona 5, like, man, I hope that that rumor comes true. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys want to have on the Switch? Ugh. I hope you've got something, Lucas, because... I don't have anything. Well, like, I'm in a tough spot because I'm a recent... We're getting Cuphead. I'm a recent follower of the Persona religion, but I'm <laughs> playing all of them on my PlayStation. So give me a minute. I need to I need to think this one through. Okay, I've so, got another one. I've when, got another one. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, so when I wrote this topic, it was Cuphead. But we're getting Cuphead. See, and unravel and unravel too. Part even of just came to switch. Part of the reason why I usually only have a Nintendo system is because I'm not really that interested in the games on other systems, so I don't really regret not having them. Um, oh, you know what I want? What do you want? Tell me, Steve. Tell me what you Kingdom want. Kingdom Hearts, you really, really the story want. so far. Oh, oh no! Imagine oh. playing that on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. <laughs> because right now I have to play it on my PS4 or on my iPad through remote through remote play with a controller that's not even a PlayStation controller. Okay. Okay. Um, 
This is... I'll give it to you. This is not a topic that I'm passionate about, so this might not be my answer in another week, but I think at the moment... And I'm not even that excited for the idea that it could be on the Switch, but I think at the moment, the game that I would like to see come to Switch the most would be PUBG. Just because mm. I would like to be able to play that again, and having it on Switch seems to be a good way to do that. Okay, so that's actually my answer then, but because now that you made me think about it, PUBG, yes. But now, but I also thought of uh, Overwatch, because I've been wanting to play that game real bad lately, and all I would have to do is to freaking get my Xbox 360 di- or Xbox One disc out of the freaking cupboard where it is. But like, if I had it on my Switch, Eugene, and I can just either it, download it, it or pop in the little game cart at any time. It, like, yeah, I think I'd get way more. Even play out easier of it. than that, Eugene. All you have to do is go onto the eShop and download Paladins and boot it up, <laughs> and you're playing Overwatch on the Switch, buddy. But where's May? I need my May. No, you don't. See, see, and you have the problem that I have in reverse. If Overwatch came to the Switch, I wouldn't play it because my love for all the characters is Paladins now, you know? Like, I I prefer the cheap ripoff game. So where (laughs) I'm coming from, it's like, give give me, you know, Paladins. I'm good. But I can't get into Fortnite like I got into PUBG. It's just, it's, it's an ADHD mess. And I'd rather play PUBG, so... I thought of another one, too, actually. Darksiders 2 and Darksiders 3. We're already getting Darksiders 1. Give me the other two, and I will buy all three of them at the same time. That's a that's a bold statement. I, I, I bought Darksiders 2 twice. I bought, it on P- I bought the collector's edition on PS3 when it came out, and then I bought it again on PS4, both of them, and I haven't even played either of them on PS4. <sighs> See, I don't even honestly. I don't like um, Darksiders two. I like I like the original much better. But I would probably play like if there was a collection that came to Switch, especially with three coming out soon. Probably play it. Do you think yeah, three will well, come to like Switch? Yeah, well, like I say, one's. I don't know. I mean, because it was designed from the ground up for you know current gen consoles. And they would have to scale it back pretty far to make it run on Switch. 1 and 2 weren't hard, because those are PS3 games that were upscaled, like Skyrim. Those are a breeze. But I don't know just how powerful 3 is. Like, I know there's no chance of something like Kingdom Hearts 3 coming to Switch, because I've seen that game run on PS4, and it's not possible to run that on Switch. I haven't seen Darksiders 3 in action. So, Mm. I'm not 100% sure. Sure. Well, I'm going to circle in the chat in this because they've actually got some really good answers here. So we'll start with the secret chat that you guys can't see unless you're a part of our Patreon. Um, DJ says that he thinks that with Xbox Game Pass, every, that there's a chance that like Forza would come in or like the Bioso- Bioshock collection. That would be cool. I would take that for sure. Um, Galatrad says that he would take the Dead Space trilogy. Oh, yeah. I, I would even just take Dead Space 1, but yeah, give me the whole trilogy. That'd be great. Um, and then the Bryannosaurus says Red Dead. There's already a rumor about that, actually. There there were a lot of rumors this week, yeah. right? There was like that one that popped up, and then the Metroid Prime trilogy mm-hmm. rumor and stuff. So Red Dead, Red Dead would be really freaking solid, actually. Now that you're saying that, I wouldn't mind playing Red Dead, too. <laughs> yeah, there's that well, rumor, the, too. Like, if they can get know. that on the Switch, I might actually play it. Yeah. 
Well, and the thing is, is the way games are designed for PC, where you've got sliders, essentially, that you can turn up and down to make it run, depending on how your PC is, mm-hmm. why not? I mean, I guess if it's that easy to adjust the quality of the game, it can't be that hard to get it running on Switch, can it? Just got to adjust a, a few sliders and then hit the export to Switch button. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, right-click, right save as, um, mm-hmm. NS, and we're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else to it, right, Lucas? You're yeah. a game designer, you know this. Absolutely, <laughs> it's super simple and easy, and the only people who don't port games to Switch are lazy. So. <laughs> yeah, right-click, save as NS, right-click, save as PS4, right-click, save as XBO, you're done. Three games. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So uh, yeah, does, does anybody have any other anything else to add before we? I know the segment is kind of run, running short, but you know. Well, I, I mean, really we spent a lot of time. Add. We spent a lot of time talking Patreon, so it kind of feels like it balanced yeah. out. Sure. I, <laughs> well, cool. I struggled to come up with those games. To be honest with you. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, why don't you tweet at us, and you can help us out some. Tweet at Infendo and tell us what games you would like to see on the Switch that are third party. Um, we are going to take a little potty break, and we'll be right back. What's that sound? It's a new challenger approaching, and it could be you. Go to patreoncom radio and you could be the new challenger on our show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Infendo Radio. We're going to play a little game tonight, because we do that every week, and it shouldn't be a surprise. And if it is, you haven't been listening to enough Infendo Radio. Um, The name of tonight's game is Bad Game Descriptions. It's a little game that Steve and I used to play in our off time that we thought might work well as an Infendo segment. Basically, you go onto the eShop, and you read a bunch of game descriptions that are not perfectly well written. Um, These gentlemen are going to have to try to figure out, based on the game description the price of the game on the eShop. Now, for those of you purists out there keeping track of all of our scores, we do not use sale prices for this. We want the original price that these developers thought the game was worth. Um, In the interest Mm -hmm. of fairness, in case one of these people happens to be an eShop peruser, I am also going to be... um, I am also going to be not giving the titles of the game. So, um, I think that just about does it, actually. If you guys are ready, we can get started. What do you think? Well, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, then, in that case, let's jump right in with the first game. Um, and I will start reading these off, gentlemen. Um, I almost said the name of the first game in opening it up because I've never hosted this segment before. Forgive me for that. Ten Man. Ten cute pets, including special play and learn educational properties. Do you know what else a bear has to do with honey? And maybe you can guess what the horse eats. Meet our animals and match the right food that cat, mouse, dog, and other pets eat. That's the entire description. That is the description in its entirety. Um, gentlemen, what do you think this game is worth? Why don't we start with... Eugene on the first one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, so I read the dis- or I've heard the description and now I am good oh god. But we're not playing with prices right rules, so this kind of throws me off too. I'm gonna go with a nice solid five dollars. 
All right, interesting, interesting. Yes, we are doing closest to the pin, gentlemen. So, Steve, you have a distinct advantage going into this. Do you think the game is worth more or less than $5? My god. Um, <laughs> I just, I have to echo something Justin said real quick last week. This is so much more fun to host than it is to play. This is hard. Um, I'm going to say seven ninety nine. $7.99. All right, gentlemen, the actual retail price of Pet Care made by Ultimate Games is $1.49. Congratulations, wow. Eugene. <laughs> I, almost, I almost went with $1.99, and I'm like, no, it was a short description. It's got to be a long game. Can, um, can I, I ask one of you to keep track of the score for me as we go through this? I got you. Yes. I'll do it in awesome. Zoom chat. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Even better, because that's what I was going to do. Well done, I was going to do it on my iPad, but my iPad is otherwise occupied. Um, I would like <laughs> to say that we have we have had um, a game on bad game descriptions that actually we got a review code for, and we reviewed, and the game turned out to be good. Um, with that said, the game descriptions on the eShop are bad. We're not saying the games themselves are necessarily bad. These could be good games. They just don't right. all They're have... Just awful descriptions. Yeah, great descriptions. <laughs> so... Um, Let's go on into round two then with... Oh, this will be fun. Okay. <clears throat> Play blank for Nintendo Switch and get excited by everyone. This game is four kinds of party games arranged blank. Buzzer blank. Buzzer blank is a game in which four players scramble, scramble for the number that <laughs> appears. Slide blank. Slide Blank is a game in which you move the rows around to align the red tiles on your card to make a row. Blank Poker. Blank Poker is a game in which you try to get a blank using both the pre-existing red tiles and the new numbers you get. However, when you acquire a new number, you must throw away one existing number in return. Are you following these rules, gentlemen? Then they also have Classic Blank, which I'm not going to explain because it's just blank, but classic. And Lay Flat Mode. In Lay Flat Mode, you can face opponent and play. I don't know what that means, but that's Lay Flat Mode. <laughs> that, is that, that like what talking about tabletop mode? Like, oh You God, can okay. face opponent and play. Um, so yeah, play blank for Nintendo Switch and get excited by everyone. Gentlemen, how much does this game, which excites you by everyone, um, go for? Boy, well, this game oh is boy, clearly oh boy. this game is clearly play sex, right? Um, so it's got to be. <laughs> oh my god! I want to go with the default five dollars, Eugene. You've you've ruined me. Um, right? I'm gonna guess eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. Right. Okay. Eleven ninety nine. See, I was thinking. I was thinking kind of higher too because this game's got a lot of modes, or at least it wa makes you want to think it's got a lot of modes. One um. I'm gonna go with it's a Kama a Sutra nice... of modes, if you will. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a nice round twenty dollars. <laughs> All right, so we've got twenty from Eugene. What did you say, Steve? Eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. Would you guys be shocked to find out that Bingo for Nintendo Switch by Star Sign goes for a whopping four ninety nine oh, on God. the Nintendo eShop? Hey, yeah. <laughs> If um, getting excited by everyone sounds like something you're interested in, you can currently get the game for two forty nine because it is fifty percent off. So there's nice. that. All right, well, that point to Steve. 
Point to Steve. And our next round is actually going to be one of our three patron suggestions from the newly established Swanky's Bonus Bonanza. This Fine, first nice. one comes from, let me make sure I've got the name right here, Malik Emrys. No looking at my glasses while I read this, because I've got these ones <laughs> on the computer. Endless arcade action with just one button. Switch directions whenever you shoot. Calling oh all God, pilots. Earth is under attack. Your assistance is required. No experience necessary. One button. <laughs> Piloting an advanced starfighter with just one button is simple. You switch, you shoot. Every shot fired changes your direction. And mastering this is the key to becoming a legend among the stars. Timing is everything. Quick, simple, challenging. Don't underestimate its simplicity. This game tests your reflexes like no other. And while your ship might become stardust in just a matter of seconds, you can instantly jump back in for just one more go, which is for some reason in quotations. Retro arcade mm. feel. A love letter to classic arcade games with crunchy pixel art, chiptune soundtrack, authentic cabinet artwork, and compulsive gameplay. Only now you don't need a stack of coins to stand a chance at getting a high score. <laughs> All right. Color palettes. Unlock 64 palettes that completely change the look of everything in the game. Choose from 8-bit favorites or create your own. That's actually kind of cool. A portrait mode. At the touch of a button, your screen rotates into portrait mode, a.k.a. Tate mode, which I've never heard it said before, for a truly authentic arcade experience. This game supports a wide range of controller setups, so how you play is up to you. All right. Gentlemen, how does this mystery magic game um, price on the Nintendo eShop? Our first person this time should be Eugene, correct? So, Eugene. That's me. What do you think? All right, Steve. I'm not going to take your nice round $5 because I think that this game is maybe a little... Uh, you know what? Last time I thought the game was a little more, so maybe this time I'm going to think it's a little less. I'm going to go with $1. All right, interesting, interesting. And you, Stephen? I was actually thinking $10 this time. And why were you reading that like LeFou? I just felt like giving <laughs> it a little spice, you know. Um, all right, gentlemen, this is actually a very close round. Um, one of you won by 40 cents. Oh, Switch God. and Shoot on the Nintendo Switch, which actually comes out on April 10th, goes for $4.59. Eugene, you won, buddy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not by much either. It was literally no, a few cents. That was, it was like right in the middle. If it, what would have it happened if it was like at $5 and there would have been a tiebreaker? At $5, I like would have had you two scissors? fight to the death. Yeah, you would have stood <laughs> yeah, over okay. a pit and I would have given you each a giant Q-tip and you would have had to <laughs> battle each other and knock them into the pit. Fair. All right. Um, just to clarify, that puts us at Eugene 2, Steve 1. Am I correct? That's All correct. Right, good. Mm -hmm. All right, well, this next one comes from my little old demented mind. Um, oh, God, which one should I pick? There's so many good ones. Um, let's go with my first pick of the night, actually. Fast-paced ninja platforming, vicious ninja combat, campaign and arcade modes. Blank is an action platformer set in a visually striking world where the ancient teachings of ninja and samurai clash oh, upon a modern that. landscape. No, Luigi, we're only halfway through the game. Shut up. Sprint through stages littered with traps, <laughs> slaying enemies along your path without hesitation as Kuro, the Blade of Shadow. 
fun fact, Kuro means black in Japanese, so they were really going all out with this naming conventions. Story. (laughs) Darkness and chaos are once again creeping into the world of man. The covenant made in a time almost forgotten has failed. The three clans now in a violent struggle for dominance. The medallion is almost made whole again, and it falls upon Kuro's shoulders to restore balance. Fun fact, Kuro's, which would normally have an apostrophe S, has a question mark S in this description. So... Oh. Just a little, just a little heads up for I love there. Google Translate, huh? All his training say, has led up to this moment, <laughs> where the fate of the world will rest in his bloodstained hands. Key features: epic ninja platforming. Test your skills in fast-paced platforming, mastering the skills of the ninja to breeze through challenging levels. Vicious ninja combat. Kill your enemies with extreme prejudice through the mastery of the katana, <laughs> shurikens, and I am so it sorry, just Japanese keeps people. Going. Kusarigama. Shadow Ninja, attack the guards before they see you and alert all other mobs. Story Campaign, fully voiced motion comics tell the story of Kuro's plight to restore balance. Again, question mark S. Um, I'm just going to breeze through this because there's a lot more. Uh, More than 50 challenging levels. It keeps going? Level secrets. Raw speed doesn't guarantee the highest rank. A true ninja is ever vigilant, aware of any possible hidden areas. And this feature, which I particularly enjoyed and why I chose it. Ninja equals hardcore. Which, I mean, <laughs> what else do I have to say? <laughs> Gentlemen, oh how much does this fantastic game sell for? Steven, your you, guest. You chapter. son of a bitch. It's me to go first. <laughs> it's you to go first? That's a, that is the... How did that even fit on the eShop? Can it handle Well, it's because the they, use, that they use question marks <laughs> instead of apostrophes, so they saved a lot of space. <sighs> Steven, I'm this going to need gotta your... go for this has gotta go for twenty bucks. Alright. No way. Eugene? This is like a... this is like I'm gonna put this ma- I'm gonna pay more money to have somebody write this description than we actually did to put make this game to see if we can sell it more. This is a game that runs for three fifty. Oh, you guys are making me do all this math and uh, Alright, well, <laughs> This game, I have to, I forgot I have to do it all dramatically. Shadow Blade Reload, made by Dead Mage, actually retails for $9.99. Which means Eugene won by like a few bucks. I was like, wait, carry the one. That's me! Eugene was like, Eugene was like (laughs) seven bucks off. Steve was like 10 bucks off. So, well done, sir. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, I can delete that from my wish list. Again, these could be great hey. games. I haven't played them. I just find the descriptions hilarious. Hey, I got my obligatory point. I'm good. Okay, <laughs> we are moving into round five? Is that where we're at? We're yep. getting to the halfway round, mark here? All right. Yep, round five. I have three. Steve has one. Round five, gentlemen. Blank is a twin-sticks physics puzzler in which you have to fix broken electric wires using your magical yellow repair liquid, more commonly referred to as Merle, M-Y-R-L. Get ready for a challenging journey through a variety of gameplay mechanics and hilarious sound design. Can you beat all 69 levels? Take that in for a second. Enjoy that. Yeah. Your grandma like turned it. your your grandma turned her vintage radio up too much and caused My lots of cables to break in a nearby power plant. Yeah, your grandma's directly involved in this. With your awesome <laughs> electrician skills, you embark on a mission to fix all those broken wires, employing your magical yellow repair liquid. I'm starting to think that's just pee, but let's keep going and see where we get. Get ready for a challenging and physically totally accurate journey. 
Control your character's feet using the thumbsticks of your gamepad. Be warned, though, he's quite fragile. Deploy magical yellow repair liquid where necessary so your grandma oh can God. enjoy her favorite tune again. Stop yes? for a sec. Is this the game I saw on Twitter on the April Fool's thing where it has, for the picture, it's got what looks like a robot pissing some magical repair liquid? It very well might be because it does indeed look like a stick figure robot who has one extra <laughs> stick right in between his legs. <laughs> oh my god, I saw this picture on Twitter. <laughs> for, oh your, for your convenience, we included Grandma's favorite tune in the credits scroller. Totally awesome features in 69 parentheses exclamation point levels throughout three campaigns. Classic campaign with 30 levels. Advanced campaign with another even weirder 32 levels. Looking for some gameplay variation? Try this mode. You can only lift one foot at a time. One foot stays on the ground. Space, parentheses. Yes, space, end parentheses, campaign. A couple of more levels with zero gravity. Tons of, parentheses, well, three, play modes. And all the play modes are... um. They're all abbreviated. The first one is NRML, or normal, which is just known as default. The second one is PEP. Everything is faster, flashing light, faster music. And the third is drunk. World rocks back and forth, rock music, alternate voice audio, German shisha mode, brown merle balls. Fun to fail, quick to retry. And then there's a bunch of other stuff here about what else it has, but um, it ends with entertaining to watch and listen to. You will tell your grandkids about it someday. Gentlemen, how much does this golden shower of an experience go for? Eugene, Man, I need, you're I, up, I need to be reading the eShop more often. There's some gold here, man. Um, I'm telling you, you okay. ever you ever host this game? No pun intended. You right? ever host this game? <laughs> what you do is you go into the great deals section and you check out all the ones for like less than ninety nine cents. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that slight hint, I'm guessing that this game it was like garbage, probably tier. So let's go one ninety nine. All right, Stephen, do you have a guess, sir? I'll take your bet, Eugene. Three ninety nine. Oh boy. Hmm. Oh boy. All right. Safety first! Exclamation point by Head Up Games actually retails for two ninety nine. Wait. <laughs> you guys tie. Steve, what are we gonna if do? If we were, if I... we were. If we were playing by Price is Right rules, Eugene would get it, but it's, I think you guys just both get a point in this instance. So. Now, Steve, well, yeah, it's you an need exact a, tie. No, Steve, take off your shirt. We're fighting. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to move the game along and give you both a point. So that puts Eugene at a whopping four and Steve at a slightly <laughs> less whopping, but still proud, too. Um... Guys, we're going on to track number six, and track number six just happens to come from an amazing freaking patron that I, I don't know which patron it is yet. I'm about to find out. Ah, Sky Pharaoh. Excellent. The winner of our contest tonight. Um, Sky Pharaoh's game is one that I will be ever so excited to read to you just as soon as I enter my age verification on Nintendo.com. Because yes, it's rated M. It's rated M. Oh, I've seen this game before. Excellent choice, buddy. All right. 
Electric Love, a love-likeness pseudo-talk game that is the topic in the smartphone. A little embarrassing in a conversation that pounding, romance skill up, exclamation point, exclamation point. Eri Kitami started modeling activities from the age of 16, known as Eri, fetish cosplay year. Free model, birthday, November 26th, blood type, <laughs> O-type, hobby survival game, shooting, fighter horn blowing. I fell asleep like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm sorry. Free model, birthday November 26, hobby survival game, shooting, fighter horn blowing wasn't amazing enough for you? How about this? When you got to the blood type, I was like, is this some Japanese-made game or something? Like, what are we doing? Oh, Eri Eri Kitami wasn't enough of a hint for you? Okay, let's continue, gentlemen, because we're not over yet. Romance pseudo-talk game. In this work, fetish cosplayer Eri Kitami is a welcome Otiyuki blog. Please tell her with hyper-deadly tension. What? Rotation in a good sense. While being God. healed, make the, bra- make the brain gear, turn at super speed with maid, bondage, etc. Gallery image, movie! Did you just say bondage? I did! <laughs> what is pure slash electric love? Reply to questions from her. Please please her. Sometimes a little annoying. <laughs> Kakehike is important for love affair. This is like listening to those girls at work that have problems that you just don't give a f*** about. It just keeps going. Mail arrives according to the contents of the conversation. You also have movies attached. The end of the conversation will change depending on the choice. Over 150 stories, still images, plus eight movies. Let's aim at perfection. How to play. Launch the application and select Tell or Touch. Are you serious? Select or touch. How to play? Select or touch the content you want to talk to. Choose a call or touch to start love. Select the option displayed on the screen or touch to advance the conversation. So um, the fun thing about this was not only was it a game description for our game, but if parents, if you want to have your kids (laughs) listen to this, I basically just gave the birds and the bees discussion so you don't have to. Um, Gentlemen... How much would you pay for pure slash electric love in your life? Well, the Brianosaurus Steven, in the chat you're says, up first! I, I want to I give the Brianosaurus a shout out because he thinks it's a $69 game and I'm going to agree with him. But uh, Steve, That is a clever your... answer, buddy. <laughs> Steve, hit it. What is this? <sighs> what are we even doing here? Why did we, uh, Lucas? Why Steve, are we doing this? Steve, as a you game? have to remember that you're paying for maid and bondage cosplay, so you're getting a lot out of this game. They even include the how to play instructions in the description. <laughs> Twenty bucks. All right. Eugene? Twenty bucks. What have you got for me? Good luck, buddy. Forty dollars. You haven't had an right. expensive one yet, so forty dollars. Gentlemen, pure slash electric love, what do you want, Eri Kitami, by, I don't know who it's freaking by, um, actually retails for an astounding $5. Guys, you can get pure, you can get pure electric love for just $5. Nah, I quit. Steve! I don't even... 
You should be very I proud, Steve. I don't even Steve. know if I want that You point. won that point. You know your made bondage <laughs> games really well. <laughs> what can I say? Good job. That's a whole different pile of shame, Lucas. Is that like Sky a Pharaoh, real thank you game for... on the eShop? Yep. Yes, I didn't know that's we were... the rule, Eugene. These have to know... be real games. I thought we were playing mainstream <coughs> selections all of a sudden, but no, this is real. Oh, that's good. Minus Sky Pharaoh, I just actually have to... $19.99 per month. That's how much this game costs. Wow. Sky, I have to appreciate the fact that I think I don't think you can be beat. You um you might have found the best game description of all time. So, <laughs> yeah. Well done, my friend. So who got that, that guy? Well, that Chow- that was that was Steve. He bet twenty, I and it did. was five. So um, we're going into round I seven. Have to take it. Yeah, you have to take it, Steve. Um, we're <laughs> going into round seven. Steve has three. Uh, Eugene has four. It's anyone's game. Our next game is oh, this is actually one that has been on my wish list before this bad game descriptions. So I actually do want to play this at some point. Okay. Whoever you are, whatever you are, and wherever you are, you're in the middle. That's the game. Blank is an interactive simulation game where every single object in the universe is a playable character. From atoms to animals to plants to galaxies, the player can manipulate the world in infinite ways and construct their own, while exploring the interconnected relationships between everything. Narrated by the late British philosopher Alan Watts. Gentlemen, how much does a game as amazing as this cost? That was it? That was it. I looked at my screen and I missed it. Yeah, you should listen better. <laughs> Good thing um, I'm not up first, huh? I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I'm up first this time. Boy, I'm gonna say this game. If it's a game that Lucas actually wanted to get, Lucas doesn't typically go for like low dollar indie games. So this is I'm gonna go again. Forty dollars. Okay. Steven, I, I'm gonna go again with twenty. Because it has been on his wish list for a while, but I'm not sure that he would even pay $40 for this game. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, Everything by David O'Reilly actually retails for $14.99. Give that Steven a point! I'm catching up with you, Steve? No, it's we're that, tied. It's that shared point. Yeah, we're tied. It's four to four, yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's that shared point we got. We got. We're tied. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Well, guys, get ready because level eight's coming up, and it's a doozy. We've got <laughs> uh, we've got three more rounds for those of you playing at home. So, literally anybody's game at this point. Play and learn how to count. Simple game for toddlers and preschoolers. This is a simple game for children. Learning to count has never been so easy and fun. Play and learn how to count. Simple game for toddlers and preschoolers. This is a simple counting game for children. Learning to count has never been so easy and fun. Four beautiful shops. It is a great opportunity to learn numbers. Features. Great way to play a virtual store. Play and practice counting. Simple controls. Tap and drag items. Fill your virtual shopping cart. Put your products on a desk and pay with virtual coins. No risk, no ads. Gentlemen, how much does this game sell for? Hmm. 
You're up, Steven. Oh, I'm up, huh? Alright. So, what was that thing they repeated twice? Simple game? Play and learn how to count. Simple game for toddlers <laughs> and preschoolers. This is a simple counting yeah. game for children. Learning to count has never been so easy and fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I am going to say four bucks. Four Trying to make the math bucks. easy on you. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, yep. Stephen, you say four bucks. Eugene, how much would you pay to play and learn how to count? Counting has never been so fun. This is a simple game for I mean, children. That, you can't put a price on that. But if I had to, um, I guess I would you say... You can't put a price on education. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, I'm going to go with $5 even. All right. So you Steve bitch. says 4 Eugene says 5 <laughs> Actual retail price of Little Shoppers by... Oh, wow, does it not have... Oh, by Ultimate Games, so you know it's high quality, is $1.49. Congratulations, Steven! You're coming back, buddy! <laughs> I, I literally thought that this game I had in the bag, and now Steven has pulled in the lead! He has come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so um, we're going to do number nine as the Discord, and then number ten is going to be a little different. It's actually the best game description I've ever read, so... Good luck, mm. gentlemen. Um, however, our last one comes from Phantom. So let's read it off, gentlemen. Oh, geez, you guys are going to know what this is right off the bat, but I guess here we go. The alien monster invaders have left Bricksburg in ruins and taken Emmett's friends. It's now up <laughs> to Emmett and a host of heroic characters to go beyond their world and save their friends from the strange inhabitants of the Sistar system. Journey into outer space, discover new worlds, and test your master building skills. Gentlemen, how much does this entirely cryptic game that you've never heard of before sell for? Oh god, aren't you up first, Eugene? Can you remember the price of this one? Uh, I, I, that's what I'm trying to remember. Um, am I first? Switch yeah, I am you first. Can't I am first. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which God, gives you I... both an advantage and a disadvantage. You tried to snipe me last time, bitch. See, but uh, as I'm... as first, he could actually claim the right price right off the bat. That's true. But if I but I can't remember it. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with a nice safe ten dollars. Okay, forty nine ninety nine. Interesting approach, um, <laughs> gentlemen. The Lego Movie Two game. Oh, we're not doing Price is Right rules. God damn it. <laughs> I was a little confused why you went for $10, but the Lego Movie 2 video game by some giant Hollywood company, probably WB Games, that would never sell a game for $10, actually retails for $39.99. See, I, I was thinking Thank that you, Steve was going to overshoot it, and I would, but it, I, I messed up. I messed but up. You weren't prepared for it. It's going to be okay, though. All right, well, um, that gives Steve six points. <laughs> Eugene's got four. However, hey, let me have this. I don't win very often. Okay, um, <laughs> so I'm thinking in the interest I'm thinking in the interest of competitiveness because I love this game description so much, Steve. We make the last one worth 1.9 points. Okay. So if Eugene wins, he just scraped by a loss, okay? Are you guys cool with that? I'm totally yes, cool sir. with that. All right. Well, then here comes our last game, gentlemen. I am incredibly proud to be able to read this out loud. A retro casual platformer game. 
No matter who you are, get your cat ears ready. Set off on a crazy journey to rescue your sister. Blank is a possum retro platformer, or what we like to call catformer, in which you explore quirky environments, clear perfect colorful levels, solve the mysteries shrouding the phantom world, and rescue your kidnapped little sister, Ina. Key features, five chapters with 35 highly imaginative storyline levels, a unique experience each chapter with tons of environments to explore, Forest, meadow, lakeside, underwater, desert. You'll even get to hop onto trains. A progress bar for each level. If you love exploring environments, you'll have the time of your life. Explore in all four directions. The levels may seem short, but there's actually lots of hidden content for you to dig up. Blah, 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 a lot of collecting money. You get power-ups, you get skills, toss some seeds in the game world and see what sprouts from them. You can grow plants, you can teleport. There's Easter eggs, a cat that walks backwards, a rapping bear, you can skate on the ice, a highly claimed original soundtrack. And then it says, last but not least, we've also got heaps of skins for you to unlock and collect. Meet adorable cats of all shapes and sizes, each with their outrageous skills. A production system where you brew a variety of potions for your use. You can also produce keys using gold coins you collect from around the phantom world. Gentlemen, how much does this amazing catformer, possumly perfect game <laughs> sell for? Steve, oh, I hate everything the in- about this game. As the <laughs> inevitable victor, you do have first rights to the price. What do you think this game sells for? Three dollars. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. You cheat. So- I, I don't know what this game sells for, but I do know that it gets a 0 out of 10 because in the game description it didn't use the word catastrophe. But that's beside that's the true. point. Uh, um, this game retails for... <laughs> Steven, I'm going to go... But that puts me in a disadvantage. What did you say, $3? Mm-hmm. You did. I'm going to go with 301 interesting approach now before i read off these uh the the announcement here i just need you both to know that somewhere in this house we have a cup that says you've cat to be kitten me right now <laughs> i just wanted you both to know that thank you for that's that. not a joke I, that's yep. actually something in our cabinet um gentlemen super phantom cat remake by wewo games or i'm sorry remake v- Vivo Games. Yeah, Super Phantom Cat Remake, dude. Get with it. Um, actually retails for $9.99 and was one of the only games on this list not on sale. Congratulations, Steve wins, but he only wins by 0.1 point because Eugene got a <laughs> massive 1.9 points right at the end. Gentlemen, how do you feel? Like you need uh, a bath? I, 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 I kind of do feel like I need a bath, a little cat bath. Oh, uh, boy, oh, boy. I, I, I still can't get over uh, Love Plus, like, I or whatever this game is called. Like is Electric this, electric is, Love, this... five bucks. We could we could stream it and do a review right here on the show. Oh, God. And then oh, we get immediately... Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> we get immediately banished from Twitch. Uh, yeah, if we're not getting right. the mature yeah, rating we'll, strikes we'll now, we will seven be. seven followers for doing that. <laughs> Or gain 17. Who knows? Um, Okay. We're going to get out of here. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a break. We're going to freshen up, and we'll be right back. Challenger approaching. Is it you? 
head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and you can be on the show! And we're back. It's question block time. We have three questions from three patrons this week, so it's fitting that there are three of us on the show. Uh, Steve, why don't you take the first one? All right. Uh, Brianosaurus writes to us, what is the order? Is it sock shoe, sock shoe, or is it sock, sock, shoe, shoe? The only correct answer to this is sock, sock, shoe, shoe, because you just put everything on as it should be. Like, you Mm. don't no, you don't do mm. sock and then shoe and then sock and then shoe. That makes no Good sense. Good man. I appreciate that for once <laughs> you're thinking with logic and reason here. <laughs> it is absolutely sock, sock, shoe, shoe. And if you're a sock, shoe kind of person, you get right the heck no. out of here. Lucas, you're wrong. It's not sock, sock, shoe, shoe. It's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Sock, you got to say shoe. it fast. Sock, sock, shoe, yeah. shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So- so before before Eugene gives us his divisive opinion and ruins Infendo forever, um, honestly, I rarely even wear socks, so it's not really an issue for me much. But when I do, when I do, it's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. So yeah, okay. So I'm kind of torn on this one because I guess it depends on what kind of sock and what kind of shoe we're talking here. So if we're just talking normal everyday everyday sneakers, yeah, absolutely, sock, sock, shoe, shoe. This is a given. However, sometimes I'm out there playing soccer and I've got my nice long soccer socks that go all the way up to my knees. In that case, it is not only sock, shoe, sock, shoe, but it goes sock, shoe, shin guard, sock, shoe, shin guard. So I guess it depends. Why? How, uh, be, uh, those socks are, are tough, man. You get one on, you want to just finish the whole thing off. I don't know. It just makes sense <laughs> in my head. I will say, however, that I uh, that that doesn't make sense to me how why I'm doing that, even though that I I'm saying it out loud because typically, like even when I'm eating, if I'm eating like a, a hamburger meal, I have to eat all the French fries before I eat the hamburger, you know. So like, oh no, 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 no. When you're eating when you're eating like a hamburger and fries, you mix it up so you get a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no, you dip you the don't. fries in the shake. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You guys are freaks. You don't eat one no, thing no. and then the other. <laughs> That's like just eating two separate meals. No, you have it together and you mix it. Somebody put the fries in the burger. Uh-uh. What's wrong with you guys? No, 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 no. Let me tell you about Thanksgiving. Yeah. I get all yeah. of my stuff, no. right? And what I do is I eat an item, I turn mm-hmm. the plate, I eat the next Same. item, I no, turn the no, plate. No, 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 no. Okay, what I do is I take a piece <laughs> of the bread, I mash it in the potatoes, I mash it in the stuffing, I mash it in the soy turkey, and I get a nice big Thanksgiving <laughs> ball of goo, and I just... Oh. That's how you eat so, Thanksgiving. So Lucas does Thanksgiving goulash. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. how you. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. It's a mix of flavors. Flavors no, complement. I can't do that. I you guys are. You guys are. You guys are. Portions individually. Eugene, Eugene you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to censor me here. You guys are a bunch of basic <laughs> bitches. No, you eat your stuffing, then you eat your mashed potatoes, then maybe you move on to your turkey, but you're probably not gonna because there's another side. Grandma always makes corn too, and then you eat your turkey. No, you eat eat it it all together so it blends, man. Oh. The See, only question about I do that, the only time I do that is if it's mashed potatoes and like kernel corn, I'll mix those together and I'll eat them together. Otherwise, wow, how adventurous eating, eating of you. Yeah, you guys are. <laughs> You guys are fools, and I'm sorry Lucas, that we even I, started this podcast. I, I gotta give it to you though. My wife always makes fun of me for not mixing my. That's because your so wife has she, sense. She, 
Yeah, she is on Team Lucas. You guys have always gotten along better. I don't know how me and her are still married. She just needs to move to Florida. It's fine. All right, next Splatfest. Mashers or bangers or mash? (laughs) I think we're going to have to workshop that name, but it's going to be fine. (laughs) All right, I'm going to take our next question before we get too far into the mashed potato weeds. Phantom asks... There was recently a leak from Best Buy that listed Persona 5, Metro Prime Trilogy, and A Link to the Past for Switch. I think we talked about all of those except for Link to the Past. How legitimate do you guys think that this leak is? Um, I'm... So last week when we were talking about the Switch rumors and they came from the Wall Street Journal, I was like 99% that this is happening. This with Best Buy, it's still pretty legitimate i've seen them leak stuff like this in the past but i'm still gonna give it an 80 percent chance of this happening so here's here's my reasoning behind this i don't think it's legit and the reason i don't think it's legit is because this is an absolutely 100 percent possible rumor and i just i think that this is something somebody made up i think somebody came up with it and they were like what are three games that are likely to be on the switch by the end of the year persona 5 metroid prime trilogy linked to the past Throw that out there and you got yourself with it. You know, it's like when people were predicting that there were going to be these like really common Smash Bros. characters. It's too common. Okay. So I'm with you, Lucas. I, I don't think this is legit um, because of A Link to the Past. There is no way A Link to the Past is coming to the Switch. However, I do honestly think that Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming but I think they're going to save it till after the Metroid Prime 4 trailer. Yeah. Um, and I think Persona 5 is still a possibility. Yeah, I think all these games could come out on Switch, but I don't think this particular rumor is true. Let me let me reiterate Precisely, that. yeah. And I, I got to agree with you, man. There, there's no way, in, in my opinion at least, there's no way we're getting a Link to the Past before we're getting Link's Awakening, and there's no way we're getting an SNES game on the Switch before we get Super Mario World. Like, yeah, it's the, just, o- it's the not, only way we're getting happening. linked to the past on Switch is Super Nintendo um, NES Online or yeah. whatever. Mario you know? Mario is just like the safe entry point for all of these different like ports and stuff. Like we're getting Super Mario World is like the first Super Nintendo game. It's got to be that way. They always do that, and then they start throwing out all the other stuff that people really love. But that's where I stand. Uh, I, yeah, I think that you're, you guys are kind of right there that the link to the past has kind of threw me off a little bit on this one for the rumor. Like, it's like, how are they going to do that? What is, because like, I, I, I don't, I think they would announce if it was like a Link's Awakening style remake, right? Like, I don't think they would just throw that on, you know, some listing somewhere. So I don't know how that's going to work, but that's, I guess that's why I only give it an 80%. Did you guys give you a percentage or do you guys just kind of flat out think it's not happening? I don't roll that way. I'm, I, I'm yeah, I'm zero. I I busted the myth. That's all there is to it. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm zero for this up. leak. But like I say, I do think Prime Trilogy is coming, and I'm a solid seventy percent that Persona Five is coming. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'd actually be more confident about Persona than Metroid. I don't think we're getting Joker on Switch without some kind of Persona tie-in on the system. I'm amazed it's taken them this long to announce it, but it's it's mm-hmm. got to be happening. There's no way it's not. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Looks like uh, Lucas is over here busting myths like Adam freaking Savage. So uh, why don't you take our next freaking question, Lucas? 
I will freaking take our next freaking question, you freaking friend of mine. <laughs> um, our next question and our last question of the night comes from Sky Pharaoh. If you could choose anyone, dead or alive, to have lunch with, who would it be? It's interesting, man. Oh, that's the question. I completely misread that. What did you think it was? Like, if you could choose anyone to I... eat, who would it be? <laughs> no, no. I thought it was if you could choose anyone from dead or alive to have lunch with. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to that. over here researching dead or alive characters, trying to figure out who it is. Who's Kasumi? <laughs> Um, well, that changes things. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can still pick. I, I presumably you can still pick a fictional character like someone <laughs> from Dead or Alive. Um. Oh my Eugene, god. Eugene, Eugene, I hope you have an answer because I don't really have anything right now. Um, I do have an answer. Um, and I'm actually gonna cheat. I'm gonna go with two answers here. Number one. For an alive person, I want to have lunch straight with Miyamoto. Like, I think he would be... Well, and his translator, of course. But we're going to have a good conversation because I have a lot of questions to ask, ask that guy. A person who is no longer with us, I would like to have lunch with Iwata. Because, again, he... I, I mean, he was with Nintendo forever. He was kind of the face of Nintendo for, you know, basically my adulthood growing up with Nintendo, so or with Nintendo with Nintendo so um yeah he kind of holds a really tender spot in my heart and I would have a lot of questions to ask him about like his philosophy and the way he went about things because you know Nintendo never did anything the way that anybody else did they always kind of went by you know they, they did went off and danced their own dance and I think Iwata was a big part of that yeah um, I'm kind of going to bite off your answer here because I don't do a lot of hero worship. I don't really care about actors and stuff. One person that I do pretty much worship the ground he walks on is Miyamoto. So I would probably also go with Miyamoto on that one. That would that would probably be my pick. Either that or one of you guys because we live in different <laughs> hey. states. And that would be fun. Yeah. I, I, so, I'd, I'd eat a burger with you and I'd eat all my fries first. I appreciate it, and I would throw out your burger and replace it with soy and see if you notice. So, to be completely honest, the reason I got into podcasting is because of Jimmy Chunga over at Radio Ronin. I would love to just sit down and pick his brain for a lunch. Like, and I know that sounds cheesy because we are part of their network. However, that is something that I've, you know, I just think would be really cool to do. Um, if we're talking somebody a little bit more famous, um... I can never remember his name when I want to, and even when I can remember it, I can't say it. Um, the producer of the Zelda series, remind me his name again. Aonuma? Yes. Um, I would love, if I'm going for you know somebody famous, I would love to have lunch with Aonuma and just kind of ask some questions. You or even, uh, even David Wise. Mm, there you go. Oh, in, <clears throat> to, to, that end, to that end, Grant Kirkhope looks like a really fun person to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um I think another person that would be really interesting, and that way I'm not just biting Eugene's choices. Um, I forget his name too, but the guy who did Pokemon, the uh, oh um, Matsuda. Um, God, what's his name? I'll look who it was up. The, who was the initial Masuda. creator? Junichi Masuda. Junichi Masuda. Um, I would love 
to talk with him a little bit about like you know how did because I've, I've read all the interviews and stuff that like you know he went out and he caught bugs as a kid and that like led to him loving to do the collecting stuff and that's where pokemon came from i would love to hear like that right from the horse's mouth and see like okay what mm-hmm. did you think about this what do you think about these designs i've seen a lot of scrapped uh concept art for pokemon like you know what's your how, thought process behind it? yeah and i think that's a the great question i really thought- I, I was just going to say the scrap Pokemon concepts, that is actually really interesting, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, like, well, you've come up with 500, 600 Pokemon. What are some of the ones that you wish would have been a thing? You yeah. know, that would be interesting. Eight, well, and a 807. Question. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't, 808 yeah. with Meltan, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, eight or nine, zero, actually, with Meltan zero, and Metal. Uh, yeah. um, what, um, one question I'd really love to. One question I'd really love to ask him is, and I've been I've been kind of wondering this for a while. Pokemon just keeps going on and on and on, and it's impossible to recycle. Or it's impossible to like destroy some of that and start over fresh without ruining a bunch of people's favorite Pokemon and favorite gimmicks and stuff. You know, for every person out there who wants it to go back to the original 150, there's a person out there who loves Mega Evolution and whose favorite Pokemon is like Mega Beedrill or something. You know, so like, how do you see your series surviving? as it continues to expand and you get into like the thousands of different creatures that you can have, how do you see it surviving and being something that's still accessible to newbies while at the same time, like, you know, not destroying something that people have fallen in love with over the last 20 years. That would be something I'd really love to hear his opinion on. Cause he's created this like dangerous mm-hmm. machine. That's just ever expanding outward. What's the end process here? Like, are we just going to keep getting new Pokemon forever? Is there going to be a reboot someday? Like, what do you think is the less damaging outcome? So I'm curious <laughs> to know that. EP says cancel well, it. Bring back Digimon. Could... Oh God. And there could potentially be a thousand Pokemon by the end of Generation Eight. Yeah, because that. Yeah, I mean, if they only, did like it would, it would take a big Pokedex. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's something I've been thinking about because, like, personally, I'm in the camp that I realize this is just becoming a Pokemon discussion at this point. But that's kind of question block, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the camp that they should just keep going forward. And, like, you know, like, like someone like Phantom who's never played, like, Generations 3 through 7, like, for him, if he wants to get into it in Gen 8, that just means he's got a lot of new Pokemon to meet and stuff and a lot of mechanics to learn. But I don't think they should scrap what they've got because, you know, it just seems like too much. Phantom is Fair going enough. to play his trap card and end his turn. Ha! <laughs> Very well done. Now, there's a series that could do with a little simplifying. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, we're going to be right back here after a word from these sponsors. You've heard the amazing produce show we have. You've never seen the stuff that we actually do when we record. You can do that every Wednesday night at twitch.tv slash radio. All right, we're back. It is change the system time. We are going to talk about the games we've been playing over the last week or so. Um, maybe a little bit longer, because I don't think we had a change the system last week, except for Steve's impromptu um, change the system-ish thing. No, you didn't talk about a game last week. You talked about a... I can't remember. My, what did you... Mine was a review. So I talked... Oh. I Yeah, That's I right. talked about oh, OMG Zombies, but it was a review. That's so. what it was. But it was yeah, also OMG my zombies. only change the system. Fair, fair. Well, all right. Well, do you want to start change the system for us this week, Steve? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the games I've been streaming. 
because I've actually d done some streams last week. This is true. Um, I got I got really into Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, you guys. Holy crap. I was not expecting to have as much fun as that game as I have been having. Um, I didn't realize how much I've been wanting a, like, I want to say traditional Final Fantasy game, but that's not right, because Chocobo Mystery Dungeon ain't exactly traditional, traditional, but it is in a lot of ways. Like, it is still a turn-based Final Fantasy game, but it's turn-based in the same way that South Park the Fractured But Whole is, where you're taking turns, but it's based on where you're moving. So you may move to a new square, and that takes your turn, and then everybody else moves. But when you're standing still, it is a very, like, I'm going to attack, you're going to attack, I'm going to attack, you're going to attack type game. Lucas. Slight correction on that. Um, moving in Fractured Butthole actually doesn't take up turns. You just have okay. a limited amount of space that you can move every turn while you're doing it. I see the parallel. I just Gotcha. Wanna, you know. Right. No, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, I've been having fun. And the fun thing about that game isn't even so much the random dungeons, because even though the floor layout is randomly generated when you go into it, it still feels like the same dungeon. Like, grinding levels in the fire dungeon, no matter how many times you do it, it just feels like you're walking through random floors in the fire dungeon. It doesn't feel new each time, it still feels like the same thing, because it's the same enemies and, you know, the same music and the same backgrounds and everything. Um, but man, that game, like, you'll get into a dungeon, and it'll kick your ass. Um, and you'll grind through it, and you'll get what you need to progress through that dungeon, and you'll beat the dungeon. And then you'll feel pretty good, and then you'll go do a couple of side dungeons. And then you'll find the next main dungeon, and you'll get to that next main dungeon, and it's like, hey, you thought you were doing good? Pika. you. We're gonna kick your ass again. And, yeah, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of that. A lot of that. I probably streamed it for a good six hours, because I was off last weekend. So I think I streamed like a good six hours of it between Friday and Sunday, I think. Wait, and are then you saying on that Monday, this weekend you played a game more than you played Hyrule Warriors? Refreshing, I'm saying I, did, I didn't play Hyrule Warriors this weekend. <laughs> what? Wow. At all. Yeah, the curse this has, has been lifted. This is the RPG <laughs> fix I needed to get off of Hyrule Warriors until the tent sale next month. Sure. <laughs> so. And then the other game that I played, I got back into Monster Hunter a tiny bit. Um, I hopped on a call with Holly from the old Nintendo Fever show. Well, I didn't even hop on a call. I hopped in a room, in a, you know, hub with her and her friend that were sitting in the same room. And the three of us did a hunt, and I actually streamed it from my screen and, you know, just kind of talked to the people that were watching my stream through my microphone while, you know, coughing and muting myself like I'm doing tonight. <laughs> but holy crap, low rank sucks. Um, I know DJ was telling us in the chat tonight that he's kind of getting back into it and getting through those low hunts, um, you know, those low-level hunts to slog. It is awful. Holy crap. Like... <laughs> Getting to high rank and G rank is where it actually gets fun. Like yeah. I'm playing, I'm playing as my Palico, who's my secondary character, or my Prowler, excuse me, who's my secondary character. My armor is like 600 defense on that character, 
but I didn't want to go in with a weapon that has 250 power, so I dropped down to a level that had 115 power, and even at that level I was still um, more powerful than they were going into those hunts. Like, yeah. So it was fun. But low rank sucks. I was gonna, you're singing the praises of Monster say... Hunter tonight, I guess. It's like not high praise for the low hunts, I guess. I, I would go as far as to say that the game doesn't really start to get exciting. Uh, maybe maybe your first time playing it's fine, but the game doesn't right. really start to get pumping and like, good until you get to HR5. Even that first yeah. HR4 and high rank, you're basically just fighting the same stuff over again. Five is yeah. where I got my like dopamine rush and I really started getting into it. Well, and it's fun learning the game. Like when I was playing with, uh, you know, you and Mike back in the day, learning Monster Hunter, yep. I was having fun. But it's because it's not because the game itself at that level was fun. It's because I was on a call hanging out with you guys and learning that, you know, what this game had to well, offer. Well, I would argue, I would argue that that learning experience, in and of itself, is is the game, and therefore right. it is fun your first time playing it. But low rank definitely feels like a chore once you you've done it once or twice in a game you know it's Unle like unless it's you're helping someone learn how to play like yeah, when we exactly. were teaching phantom how to play that was a blast even though we were back doing low ranks we were watching him grow definitely yeah it's like um it's like when you play pokemon and you have to go through like the whole oh let's find the professor let's get a pokemon let's mm -hmm. find out how to catch pokemon like it's like that mm -hmm. but instead of taking 20 minutes it takes like 12 Ten hours. hours yeah yeah <laughs> right so and I think that's all I played this week. Okay. Well, all right. Lucas, do you want to take next or shall I? I can take next. I've actually got a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess, God, I don't even know what order to do it in. I have been playing, the reason I was able to correct Steve is I've been playing a lot of Fractured But Whole. Um, I would go as far as to say I think it is more fun than Stick of Truth. I'm I'm having more fun with it. I don't know if that's just because I, enough time has passed where like I've kind of forgotten what I liked about Stick of Truth, but I played both of them recently. Um, Stick of Truth was very much a parody of Skyrim and traditional RPGs, kind of like everything about it, even the part where, um, I guess, spoiler alert, if you haven't played this game yet, it's been like three years, but there's a part like halfway through where the people start turning into Nazi zombies, and he's like, I am so sick of these cliched Nazi zombies. It's like, that was funny back in like 2016, because Nazi zombies were big, but that hasn't aged well, you know, like that's not a thing anymore. Fractured is a much more kind of modern overall experience. It's a parody of superhero genres, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, not really too much else to say about that. I got through From Dust Till Casa Bonita. I loved it. Um, the, the DLC is top-notch. The game itself is really good. I would recommend it. Um, the next game I've been playing the most of, and this is one that I've been playing a lot in my spare time, is Pokemon Ultra Sun. And hmm. the only reason I've been doing that is because I've been grinding for a shiny Gardevoir. Um, I've been hatching eggs, I've been waiting for that one Ralts that's going to be blue instead of green. Haven't gotten him yet. Um, I've done what's 300 your, eggs since count? I started. Yeah. 300 Sorry, since I started grinding again, but I went into Pokemon Bank and I found boxes and boxes of Ralts from my previous attempt. So I'm probably closer to like five or six, honestly. I just, I haven't made like a full count. This time around, at least within like the last year, it's about 300 so far. So wow. someday I'll get that. But it, it hasn't crazy. really been a focus. It's been the 
it's been the kind of thing where like when I'm waiting for like a video to export or when I'm um, like just sitting around after work and I have nothing to do or I'm like watching somebody else play a game, I'll just boot it up and I'll have it in the background and I'll just like drive around in circles and, you know, hatch right. eggs. But I'm going to get it, it eventually. It's a good pooping game. Yeah, it's Hatch a good pooping while you're on the can. <laughs> Buy our shirt at infendo.com slash store. Um... <laughs> In that vein, another game that I've been playing a lot of, although admittedly I only played it yesterday, um, is Pokemon Black. So my friend had been kind of talking about wanting to play that game, and we decided we're going to play it together. And um, she's playing White 2, and I'm playing Black 1. So we're kind of getting a parallel but not entirely, you know, same experience out of it. But it's a lot of fun. Um, Pokemon Black is probably my favorite Pokemon game, other than maybe Sun or uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to go back to that and remember what I like so much about it. It's a good game. How did the? Okay, so forgive me because I don't remember how it worked, but I don't think there were any new Pokemon from Black to Black Two, right? Like they were all the same. In Okay, so I never played Black 2 um, by myself, but I have seen people like go through it. The way Black 2 are, Black and White, they only had the Pokemon from Gen 5. So if you're playing Black and White, you're only going to encounter new Pokemon, not like the old ones. But um, in Black and White 2, you um, get a bunch of Pokemon from the previous gens. So they just like, they smother the game with them. So like right off the bat, you can get like a Lucario and, you know, stuff like that. Um, if I remember right anyway, they did a really good job of making the Pokemon very diverse for that. Because it was the first sequel game, you know? That so is right. They doing, and they just wanted to kind of make it interesting. Yeah, that's actually, now that you think, now that you say that, that's right. Because I remember playing Black 2 cause, and getting new Pokemon in that one and thinking it was new Pokemon, but it wasn't because I never played Emerald and Sapphire. So I was actually... Yeah, okay, this is making a lot of sense. Getting, now. like, Gen 3 Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things I actually... I actually like the way Black did it. I wish they would do it in other games. I love that you just get Pokemon from that generation. Because it keeps you from going to your old standbys. You know, it's like, okay, I'm right. not going to get a Pikachu. You know, I'm going to have to get something... Like, it felt like the most new experience for me in a Pokemon game that I've played. And you notice, the one Pokemon generation I fell off of was Black and White, and Black 2 and White 2. Yeah. Because you're gonna get, get your Pikachu. Pikachu. Exactly. Um, I was, I was nope, telling I Eugene can't. this. I was telling Eugene this a moment ago, but I think Black and White might be my favorite games in the series. Maybe only beaten out by like Heart Gold. And oh Soul yeah, Silver you've t- you've told me originals. that. Yeah, they're really. Yeah. I just I love them. They do they do so much for the series that just moves it along so far while not feeling foreign or anything. Like we didn't need Mega Evolutions. We didn't need Z Crystals. It's just a fun game. So um, so that friend that me, I mentioned. I kind no, of asked ahead. you this the other day, and I, if you answered this already, I'm sorry. I was talking to my wife for a sec. Um, do they still hold up well? Because I remember the last time I tried to go pla- go back and play an earlier gen game with the you know enhancements they made in the newer generations. I had a hell of a time. So one thing that I've learned about myself um, playing Persona 3 <laughs> is that I don't really have a problem going back and playing old games, even without nostalgia filters. So I might not be the best person to ask. I think it handles itself beautifully, dude. Okay. It's the last Pokemon game that um, 
was kind of a traditional Pokemon game. It didn't have the Megas. It didn't have the Z Crystals. It didn't have any of that stuff. Um, it's still sprites and pixels, but everything's kind of like semi-animated. Like the trainers actually have like animations where they're like throwing the balls and stuff. The Pokemon sprites move back and forth oh while they're God. attacking. Did they, did they do that that early? Well, this was the last game before they went 3D. X and Y was uh, 3D models. So in Pokemon Black yeah, and White, right. they they had like like you've got like I've got Snivy, obviously because he's the best thing ever, and like he's sitting there in front of you and he's like bobbing up and down, you know. They're simple sprite animations, but it looks really good. I'm really okay. happy with it actually. But I would say every Pokemon game is aged well, personally. I I'm a I fan. might have to go back and give it a shot because I did miss those. Well, I am playing it right now with my friend Zaya, and um, like I said, she's playing White 2, I'm playing Black 1, but we're just kind of like sharing our experiences and trying to go at kind of the same pace, so it's cool. I'm having fun with it. Um, There was one other game that I wanted to bring up really quickly that I wish I could remember what it was. I had it all planned out, too. Um, You might have to come back to me if I can remember it, but I think I should pass it off to Eugene for the moment. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't remember fair. what that last one is. So. Fair oh, enough. I remember. I remember. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I've been playing Banjo Tooie with my roommate. Ah. Yeah. Um, fun fact: that game had a lot of frame rate issues that I did not remember as a kid. Um, it's gotten slightly worse being on a modern TV, but Banjo Tooie chugs, man. You'll you'll be playing, and all of a sudden you'll just like start slowing down. So. It's, it's still a good game. I would say, ignoring the technical aspects, it's the better of the two Banjo games and probably the better of the three Collect-A-Thon, you know, uh, ukulele and Banjo compilation games. But um, it's, it's good as a game. It's not great as a technical game in today's age. Probably a good idea to try the Microsoft version. I've heard that the Xbox version plays a little bit better. But it's, it's still a really cool game. I like it a lot, so got three words for you rose tinted glasses yeah well um (laughs) i feel like i feel like objectively okay to go to go off of that because you've never played banjo right steve no i played donkey kong instead to like objectively i just think tui is better um again not counting the technical flaws it plays more like you would want a game to play banjo kazooie feels very much like you're collecting like it it is a -a collect-a-thon true to the point Banjo-Tooie, the worlds are a lot more open, there's a lot more to do, um, there's a lot of backtracking back and forth as you unlock new abilities, and the levels all kind of connect in different ways. It feels more like what you what you remember the original Banjo-Kazooie being like. Banjo-Tooie okay. does a better job of being. The environments are more unique and original, it's just, it, overall it's a better game. If it suffers from anything other than the technical flaws, which I think are fixed on Microsoft, it's that it can get a little complex toward the end because there's so many power-ups to unlock. But short of that, it's really a solid game. So I would recommend you try it if you have an Xbox, but that's just me. Okay. Eugene, what have you been playing? All right, well, I guess that's my turn. Um, so, yeah, I have been playing, you know, the same old standbys. I've been playing my Smashes. I've been playing my PUBG. I've been playing my Pokemon Ghosts. I don't want to talk about any of those today. I want to dedicate all my time to one game, um, a game that we got over for review and I've been, been sitting on for a long time. It's called Grease. So um, this is a game that is like the Spanish word of Greece, which is gray, and it's pretty damn good. Um, I I would stop 
short of calling it a masterpiece and an excellent game like on the on the likes of like you know your zeldas and your marios but it is really good and definitely worth a shot so the premise of the game is that it is a platformer and you are this i think a gal it looks like you're a girl um going through the the world and um you're going through this world and the world has been stripped of all color so all you see is gray um throughout the game and i don't think that this is too much of a spoilers but the goal of the game is to you know regain back the colors so i think the first color that i gained back was red and then funny enough the second color i got back was green so it looked the (laughs) same to me um but uh yeah you you know you start collecting the colors and then the yeah it starts doing different things it is really good um i i think that there that i when i first started the game i had one complaint and that it was super slow and i think that was on in um i think that was on purpose after going through the game a little bit further because you know as you start to progress through the game your character starts to gain more abilities one of them being which you can actually move a lot faster through the environment so you i I think that it was intentional to kind of appreciate um you know appreciate the game and kind of the game world and everything like that but regardless um it is a good game. It is a good platformer. It is really easy, though. So I, I would say that this is more of a game, like, it's not like a Mario, hey, you're going to die a million times type of platformer. It's like, It's no. an experience. Yeah, it's like an experience. Yeah, exactly. There still are puzzles that you have to solve, but, like, you're not going to get a game over if you fall through a pit or, like, there's not any enemies that are going to come and attack you or anything like that. So, um, and I actually appreciate that. Like, it, it's like a really chill game, you know? All right, so I have, like, a hundred questions because, as you may or may not be aware, this parallels a lot of the stuff I'm working on. Yes. Um, my first question is, as a colorblind person, was there any um, forethought into your situation and being able to play the game? Like, you know, did it did it affect the game, being colorblind in any meaningful way? And was there any, like, you know, design around making that available to you? So yes and no. It, I, there were a couple of, of issues that I had, but not any major ones. And then yes, to answer your second question, the reason for that is because they ha- well, there was a lot of conceits that they made because I think that they realized, hey, some people might be colorblind. So like one of those examples is that you get these, um, you get this ability to um, kind of jump higher and then that, that ability is shown on the screen by three birds flapping around so you see you whenever you see the three birds that are red i think um you know that you can jump higher in this certain spot so i think that what the game designers thought was like hey we're gonna put all of this like gray or green or whatever other color and then there's going to be this one red spot that should be standing out to people well for me it didn't really stand out because like heather was watching me play and she'd be like oh yeah the birds are over there i would have to look for like them fluttering for like the actual movement on the screen so yes i think that they did think about things like that same for like the blue color so like the blue will kind of bring like a um like a a certain platform on the screen you it didn't really blend in with everything else but at the same time that platform is moving so like i can see it you know so like it's not it's not like moving in and out of existence but like you can kind of see it fluttering you know interesting okay um how long of a game was it 
Um, I'm not quite finished with it yet, and I've, I've put two sittings into it. I think I've put a total of like six hours into it. I'm pretty sure I'm like done, though. I'm pretty sure I'm almost done. I'm sure this is a game that can be finished in one sitting. It's not very long. I can't help but compare what I'm working on with what you've played because the premises are so similar. So, like, I have to, you know, like, I have to see, like, what other people. games that have like the same basic core concept are like so i can you know needlessly compare myself to them and judge myself (laughs) well and see this i you can tell that this game oh go ahead steve i was just gonna say real fast there's a game that you need to get on playstation if you want to compare to other games it's called hue h-u-e obviously Um, i know i've heard of that one before yeah you need to play that one i actually really enjoyed that one i've actually seen it before not to make this entire segment just me talking about other games that share a similarity <laughs> to mine this one that one actually doesn't share enough that i feel at all threatened by it because gotcha. it's more of a core concept thing of colors but anyway back to back to your stuff eugene yeah yeah i was just gonna kind of finish off that game segment anyways um by saying that um it I, you can tell that this game aped a lot of uh, a lot of games that came before it so for example a game that this immediately brought to mind was Journey in my head because, mm. um, yeah, Journey is kind of the same thing, right? It's kind of like a walking sim, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh-huh. more of an experience than you're than a game, I guess. But yeah, like right off the bat, I think they want you to think that because there's actually a yeah, a, yeah there's a, a part in the game, and it's I guess it might be small spoilers, but it, it literally happens in the beginning of the game. I think within the first few minutes, you're sliding down a sand dune, you know, just like you would in journey you know so like i think they want you to think those types of things that they want you to have those feelings um i i guess my complaints with the game would be that it is a little bit too simple so like the puzzle uh, later in the game the puzzles get pretty interesting there are some like ha type moments that you have but like a lot of the puzzles are just like your simple like, okay, like, you remember in Mega Man where the freaking blocks are disappearing and you have to, like, time your jumps with the disappearing blocks. There's a there's a couple of puzzles like that and, you know, like a bunch of simple things like that. Yeah. Um, I think it could have done with some maybe that, like, those more simplistic puzzles, maybe a little bit more thought out. But other than that, like, top notch on this game. I think it's really, really good. Worth a purchase from anybody. Um, I'm going to look up on the eShop real quick how much it costs because again we did get it for a review so i would like to uh give them their proper shout out um let's see greece on the e-shop oh it's gonna say that i own it watch why don't we search it on google I'm, I, I'm just gonna open it in an incognito window it'll be okay and then it won't say that i own it God okay so greece is, is running yeah i'm saying man 99 Oh, you got there first. Thank you, Lucas. Yes. <laughs> 16.99. Yeah. Well worth it, too. Well, well worth it. I would if I were paying money for it, I'd probably pay up to like 20 bucks for this game for sure. Nice. So, yeah, that has been my change the system grease. And it um yeah, like I I mean get it if you have the if you have the cash if you're looking for something to i wish justin was here tonight actually because this is such a it justin feels like game. a justin game yeah because he's always talking about how he needs a platformer that's not a metroidvania that literally is point a to point b this is that game yeah so but yeah that has been my 
change the system. So with that, we are going to get out of here. Before we do, though, I want to give a shout out to a couple of um, people here. Um, we did get a follower earlier. I'm sure you saw that pop up. So thank, thank you, um, Galatrad, for that. We appreciate the follow on the show. Um, we also appreciate C3TTV for hosting us for a part of the show tonight. So thank you for that. Um, well, kids, we're going to get out of here tonight. Um, I would like to thank ju- thank everybody. Um, I would like to bring up Justin's name. I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't make me sound dumb. But Justin's a host, and he's not here tonight. Make sure that you're following him at InfendoJustin on Twitter. And, yeah, go to utilidork.com as well. Give him a comment. Make him write some stuff. Um, all right, Steve, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gentus1, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Gentus, and I'll probably be streaming Chocobo Mystery Dungeon this weekend, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Lucas, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chromatic Q. You can find me online at, I'm like losing my train of thought as I'm saying this, at chromaticu.com. And if you go to my Twitch page, there we are, I almost said Discord. If you go to my (laughs) Twitch page, which is twitch.tv slash chromatic underscore hue, you can follow me every Thursday night at 10 Eastern. I stream at least an hour of game design. And it's actually been a good way to get work done, so I'm going to keep on doing it. So if you want to just hang out and watch me talk to myself, that's an avenue you could do it in. It's fun. Or I've done it before. An easier, an easier way to do that is just go to my website and just click on the little link at the bottom that I added. That way you don't have to try to figure out what my name is. So that's a thing. Fair enough. And you can find me and everything I'm doing at Infendo Eugene. Kind of dormant, usually on social media. Get a lot of that during the normal day. So if I retweet something, make sure to give it a nice little like or something. I, I like to see that. Um, other than that, go to infendo.com to see what we got going on there. We got posts going up. We got some. Um, you can click on the link to join our Discord. You can join our Patreon from there. All the fun things. Um, okay. Well, we are going to get out of here for tonight. Um, I love you guys, and I know you guys love us, so make sure to be here next week. Goodbye. Peace. Uh, Bye-bye. That's it? That's all we get? I got so distracted. That's all we get? I got so distracted by Eugene's I love you guys thing. I I always always try and and come up with like some awkwardness stuff to see if I can get you guys like chuckling a little bit. Yeah, well, you succeeded that time (laughs) because I totally lost my train of thought. All right, everybody say goodbye to Twitch. We're going to be out of here so make sure that you give us that nice follow next week hopefully you'll be able to give us a sub on twitch prime that would or on amazon prime that'd be nice um where we're getting on our affiliate status so hopefully that'll be done by next week new spaghetto sweet (laughs) all right guys y'all have a fantastic evening we'll see you next time thanks for hanging out guys